0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. I got to say, yeah, the fans still kind
1: of trickled in last night, but it filled in nicely, and everybody tried their best to hold out until the end of the game, even though it was a 35-point game. And what I'm going to contribute to the outstanding atmosphere last night and do everybody doing a reasonably good job of getting there last night at FTX Arena was because of Brightline. They they they, I'm telling you, more and more people, Stone, are, are taking our advice because they're sick of being caught in in the gridlock, in that frustrating evening rush hour gridlock to get down to Miami to watch the heat or to go watch the Marlins. They are getting on the train. They are getting on Brightline. They're stopping at the West Palm Station. Or they're stopping at the Fort Lauderdale Station, and they're headed down to Miami. And a lot of them, if you want to travel like me, Stone, is the premium seating. You've been there? You've done that? The premium lounges? At the Brightline Stations, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, snacks, drinks. What do you think I'm uh, I'm drinking on a... Uh, that's your Pinot getting yeah, poured up. Yeah, that's right. That is the Pinot Noir right there. Mm, red, delicious, crisp. Leaves Daddy happy. Free if you get the premium pass. Uh, that's right. It's right there for you. You don't have to pay a damn cent after you get the premium pass. And then you get on the train, it's the same thing. It's like being first class on a flight. Snack, wine. So, so people are taking our advice because they want to travel in style. They want to travel quickly. They don't want to be caught in traffic. So good job, Brightline. As always, take Brightline. If you haven't done it, why? What are you waiting for? And if you have, well, I don't even need to talk to you right now because I know you're going to do it over and over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah, now your again. job is to tell others. That's to right. Take the Brightline. That's right. It's a system. Okay? We'll do this grassroots. Brightline. Go brightline.com, the free Brightline app. And don't forget, Saturday, Lone Depot Park. Marlins Brewers honoring the ninety seven team, the ninety seven Marlins world champions. Take Brightline and use the home runner train. That's Brightline. Go brightline.com Ernesto is in Boyton as we kick off the lunch hour here on Ken levick Live. What's up, Ernesto?
2: Good afternoon, fellas, and thank you for taking my call. Yes, Let's sir. just start by saying just start by saying that I am a nick fan so I have no dog in this fight. Mm-hmm. But yes. That is the most hose of a job that the announcers are doing everybody. ESPN, <laughs> all of you. So not you, can because at least you're, you're, you're shouting them out. You're shouting out your own compatriots, which is great because make an excuse for Mr. Pat Man <laughs> because this guy cannot stay healthy for nothing. He's made of patchwork and duct tape. I mean, <laughs> seriously, stop making excuses for this guy. But, the real reason it happened, yes, dude. I have to say it. as a Knicks The defense closed in. Everybody contributed. Everybody, even with Butler. I mean, it was a great team around game. That's what they should have said, not because he didn't win the MVP. Right. God.
3: Amen. Really.
1: Amen, Ernesto. And, and, well and, and,
2: and seriously, Ken, you got my text. You got my tweet this morning. That is the one. That guy had a lot of by the time that ball got there. <laughs> seriously, man. Why oh, did they man. do that? Ernesto. Why did they do that to the man? Honey? Oh, hey, I you. know. Ernesto, oh listen to this. That
1: listen to throw, this. Bro. Hey. He had a lot to throw. Ernesto, or Adam Beasley of Pro Football Network, he just tweeted that the Dolphins video showing Tua underthrowing Tyreek Hill is at 3.5 million views. Mm.
2: Three and a half million oh, people have seen
1: that largely to pan it. I am dying inside.
2: <laughs> so that person there right now took that pretty much he's looking for. Oh, well, you know what? You should post up an Indeed spot that someone's looking for a position at the Dolphins uh, media, <laughs> media Department. There's, for sure. Uh, there's a spot open in the Dolphin Media Department because somebody does not know uh, that that uh, was a mistake. I Thank know. you, guys. Have I know. appreciate
1: day. you, Ernesto. That is killing
3: me. I mean, I, I said on break. I, uh, that tweet and video probably has the most engagement on social media from a Miami Dolphins account in, in the past decade. It has to. <laughs> the worst for part all is, the wrong reasons. But the first, but nonetheless, nonetheless,
1: and it's just it's just no pads. It's just uh, on you know, air. Yeah, it, it's it, it's on air, and Tua takes a five-step drop, and then like winds up and lets it rip. And then it wobbles in minute. They even slowed down. Like they went to slow motion on the throw to fully encapsulate the wobble at the apex of the throw you, before you're it right. started coming down. You're right. You're right.
3: They went slow-mo for the ball flight. And then when Tyreek Hill stops, they speed it up like real yeah. quick so you don't catch it. Like, don't. Dolphins. Why? Like why? Why are you doing this? I, I will say, you know what's going to come from it, though? And whether it's today, tomorrow, next week, we are going to get a 60-second montage of Tua throwing deep balls to Tyreek Hill. Oh, for for sure. And it might do the same numbers. And and that's what we're waiting for, and that's what we need to dig us out of this hole. Because right now, we're eating it. It's embarrassing. It's an L, and and there's nothing we can say. I can't
1: believe the Dolphins are sabotaging their own guy.
3: (laughs) The Dolphins are sabotaging their own guy. Uh, I need to
1: get to this, because I am fascinated by this story okay uh this happened yesterday in palm beach county this comes from yahoo okay a passenger with no flying experience landed a cessna 208 caravan with the help of air traffic control in florida tuesday afternoon after the pilot had an apparent medical emergency according to reports Quote, I've got a serious situation here. My pilot has gone incoherent. I have no idea how to fly the airplane, end quote. The unnamed passenger calmly radioed to air traffic controllers from inside the single-engine aircraft. The Fort Pierce air traffic controller asked the passenger his position, to which he answered, quote, I have no idea. I have the coast of Florida in front of me, end quote. The controller told the passenger to keep the wings level and to follow the coast while they attempted to locate... The plane, the passenger anxiously radioed back four minutes later asking if they had found him, explaining he couldn't get his, quote, nav screen to turn on, end quote. Officials eventually located him off the coast of Boca Raton and guided him to a safe landing at Palm Beach International Airport with the controller adding, quote, kudos to that new pilot, end quote. Quote, you just witnessed a couple passengers land that plane, end quote. One of the controllers said to the other pilots over the radio. Quote, did you say the passengers landed the plane? A commercial pilot responded, oh my gosh, great job. Only the pilot and the passenger were on board the plane. The pilot was taken to the hospital in unknown condition. An an aviation expert told WPBF in West Palm that this was the first time he had heard of someone flying with no flying experience that landed a plane is uh, Complicated as a cessna caravan so legitimately superstar pilot passes out passenger has no idea what he's doing he I would not even have the wherewithal to pick up the radio. I wouldn't even know what I'm looking at. And he's like, "Uh hey, uh guys, uh my pilot's like dead and I don't know what to do. So, can
3: I get some help here? Like I would have just pooped and just waited for impact on the ocean." Hey, so no, pause. He actually waited to connect with the command center. Like so so he's throwing on that headset and he's probably got a minute or two of silence. Like Hey, is somebody going to talk to me? Is there a button I need to press? Right. Like, what in the hell? <laughs> so you're so all then, alone. But then they can't
1: find him. He's like, I see the coast. At least he had the wherewithal. I would have been like, oh, I'm over the ocean. I don't know. <laughs> they said keep flying along the coast yeah, until we find you. keep flying along the coast. And then they finally, but the, the flight from, like, he was apparently in the, the Fort Pierce area. Yeah. Got all the way down to Boca. That's probably what a half hour. Not even I'm in a Cessna. That's, got, that's fifteen minutes. But still, yeah. that's fifteen minutes where I'm thinking I'm dead. I'm yeah. dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm <laughs> dead. I'm dead. It seems like three hours. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's fifteen minutes, and you're just kind of slapping the pilot on the face, like okay, yeah, hey, bro, like, are hey, you gonna wake up or something? Hey, hey, and we don't mean to joke about the pilot because
1: we don't know his condition, but like at that point, you're just assuming. Well, my life is in my hands, and I've never flown a plane. I love him saying nav screen. Like the the guy who's never flown a plane knows what a nab screen is. That's that's something I can relate to because I just start making things up to to make the air traffic controller think that I actually kind of had a clue. They yeah, make them at least I was a little comfortable because I have too much pride. So I'd I'd start making up terms like oh the the yoke is is activated i don't know what that means i don't even know if that's a thing but i would have said it to the air traffic controller um the good thing about working with stone is that he unlike me likes people and so he knows people and so he knows pilots and joining us for a couple of minutes here just to give us insight about what it must be like for when your pilot passes out and you have to fly the plane and you have no idea how to fly the plane is pilot hunter gilbert with us here on ken levick alive hunter thank you so much for uh for for joining us and i have uh, a couple of questions off of this because this is like my worst nightmare now, I'm not cool enough to be in a situation where I'm just getting flown around in a Cessna, but if I was, it would be a nightmare of mine that the pilot passes out and I have to pilot the plane. So, you, as an experienced pilot, where should someone start if the pilot passes out and they're suddenly having to take over the controls?
4: Oh, good morning, fellas. I'm sorry I'm fine off a of cold, but as soon as I start, I try to get in contact with somebody and... Honestly, I tried to see what happened to my pilot. <laughs>
1: like, I just, I don't know. What is the, uh, th- this guy kept the plane in the air, so so the pilot passes out. At that point, like, oh. do you think the plane is like on autopilot? What's For happening sure?
4: here? Yeah, those planes are uh, fairly brand new down in Florida flying the caravans, so they're all equipped with autopilots. So, I mean, as soon as he rotates off the ground and cleans it up, you can turn the autopilot on and it'll fly itself. So. The only issue is that you need the pilot to be able to land the plane back on the ground
0: yeah
1: yeah and that's the thing so i'm assuming that the air traffic controller in that spot is trying to go through as many detailed instructions as possible knowing that the guy is freaking out have you ever heard of a situation like this before
4: yeah so the the plane i fly now when i was in ground school training for it they actually talked about a couple stories and there was a guy who bought one of my planes privately, and he took a older gentleman, probably 67 years old, up to train him in it. And this guy has no experience either. And as soon as he made his departure call out of the airport, that was it. He had a widowmaker, and he was gone. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God.
4: And he he had to fly the plane on the ground, too. And luckily, it was his first flight, and he had his family with him, and he was just learning to fly. And he got the plane back on the ground safely, too. Thank oh God. Oh, my
1: God. I, I would just wait to die. Like I don't know how yeah. people do this. This is incredible. So this guy landed that Cessna plane and this this Cessna caravan plane on a degree of difficulty um, with small planes like this. Like How difficult is it to, to land a, a plane like this for even an experienced pilot?
4: Well, the nice thing about the caravan is that the that specific aircraft is super stable. So and, and really trustworthy. Like we we flew it in Alaska and those uh those that territory could be very challenging with landing on ice and dirt and gravel and mud and snow all the time. So mm-hmm. what normally you land on a ten thousand foot runway, those aircraft can land in with an experienced pilot, they can land in twenty five hundred foot of runway. No no runway at all. Wow. I so, I, w-
1: I would need every inch of that runway at PBI.
3: <laughs> like, every yeah. inch. Hunter, Hunter, I have a question. So, so give us the first instruction that, that this kid mm-hmm. who sits in the seat and he puts the headset on, right, and, and he makes contact with command center wherever they're at. What is the first thing that he's told to do?
4: Well, the nice thing about uh, air traffic control is that we're all talking on there at the same time. Um... So hopefully during that time, there's another experienced pilot on there that has experience on caravan like myself to be able to talk him through the instructions to be able what to do. Right. So basically I would just get my hands on the controls, get situ- situated, make sure everything's situated and safe, and then start pointing him in the direction where he needs to go. So I'd start, <laughs> you know, pointing him to a larger airport like PBI um, so, he'll, he'll need every bit of runway to be able to use.
3: So, at what point is he turning off autopilot? Yeah, yeah. How how does that? At
1: what point are the air traffic controllers saying, "All right, dude, you've done a good job, right. of Not touching anything. Now you need to start touching the bright, flashy things and actually control <laughs> the plane." Like what? When did that happen? And and what do you think they told him when that process started?
4: Well, they. Most likely, they probably told them at Cruising L2 where it's safer up higher so where you can get a feel of the aircraft before, you know, they were telling them to land the plane 200 feet above the ground and shut off the autopilot, and here you go, you got to do this now. So it's not super difficult to be able to control it in the air and get a feel for it, you know. Whenever you go to flight training, that's the first thing they tell you to do. They give you the controls and say, handle it.
1: So I guess now this dude, if he wanted to go get his pilot's license, like he's had a great start, right?
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> man, oh man, Hunter, I appreciate it. Thank you for jumping on and giving us some insight here. Uh, a really, really, thank you for jumping on. And uh, w- with with that, I just hearing just hearing Hunter talk about the 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 point in which you have to take off the autopilot. It's bad enough that I'm in that pilot seat. And I don't even know if the pilot's alive anymore. But then, all right, well, uh, take the autopilot off, and uh, it's time to do this on your own. I would, I would barely be conscious. I mean, and there would be, there would be ball movements flowing. I mean, I would be a mess in that spot.
3: Now, I, I want to say I would invite the opportunity. No, nope, 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 nope. Because, to Hunter said, right, if you're an autopilot. I'm now I'm just guessing here. We didn't ask him, but if you're just taking the steering wheel right and you're moving it a little left, and now you're over the runway, that's when it gets real. Like, they, like so, you're in autopilot the whole time, right? You're just picking yeah. it up the coast, and then and then you're aligned with the runway, and then there. Would set in um, the wooziness well, and me almost borderline fainting yeah. and realizing I I'm about to dive this thing
1: down. It's sort of, yeah and it, so I suppose the autopilot if the if the pilot passes out and you get up there and me I would have clumsily like kicked something trying to get into the pilot's chair and then the plane would have just nosedived yeah, into the pause,
3: ocean. We didn't ask. Did he have to take the pilot? I know there's two seats. Yeah. No. But no, no. Did no. he have to drag him out of the seat well, and I take don't the seat th- over? Th- th- unless, you can
1: do both unless unless Hunter was there, which he wasn't. Stony, of course, he's not going to know. But I would assume that you. You probably have to drag the pilot to the other seat like that's just <laughs> me like the passed out pilot probably has to be dragged somewhere and so you don't want him to be kicking things right uh and so then you have to ease yourself into the cockpit and then you're at the controls but it's sort of like driving a car like fine when i learn how to drive a car my dad's like just follow the curb don't get too close to the curb that's basically what he's doing in autopilot in that spot yes but then there's the the all right, we found you, and you're gonna have to turn it around. Wait, can autopilot do that? No. And then that's where I say I can't do this. Just let me die. Uh, that sounds
3: awesome. Just let though. me
1: call my parent, uh, call my parents, and call my family. Like
3: how? This dude is a badass. A, a complete. That dude is a s- badass. Superstar. We have Nate from Wellington who said he's read similar articles and knows a little bit about it. Okay. Uh, Nate is on Ken Levick alive. Hi, Nate.
2: Oh, it's actually Mike from Wellington, Ken. Oh, sorry, sorry that's Nate on Stone. <laughs> I don't know who Nate is
1: either. Uh, Stone, Stone, uh, like the guy that potentially was in the Cessna, uh, he's going through oxygen withdrawal. He has no idea what's going on. Mike, what's going on, buddy?
4: Hey, Ken, what blows my mind about this, and I don't even, it's just amazing, all while he's talking to air traffic control, there's a,
3: there's a, a flying instructor in the control tower that is actively Googling and printing out images of the exact cockpit oh that this guy's flying in. God. So the wow. air traffic controller
2: is saying, hit this button, pull that one. So it wasn't it even it, first-hand it...
1: experience. He was doing what I do when I need to look up how to make a casserole.
3: Yes.
2: Exactly. So that that was just my input, and I just wanted to know what you oh thought about that. Guys, about the show. Well, Thank
1: that's you even more insane, and I appreciate the call, Mike. So a couple of weeks ago, I replaced um, uh, a faucet cartridge on my tub because the faucet broke, and so it just kept running water. We had to turn the water off to the whole house. It was a, a disaster. So we called a neighbor. He's like, oh, that'll probably be like $500, but I'll get it done. Fine. So then my mother-in-law Googled how to do it. We went and bought a faucet cartridge at a store, and I replaced it. I don't do tools. I'm terrible with tools. I don't like sharp tools. I think I'm going to cut off a digit. I don't like these things, okay? But I Googled how to replace a faucet cartridge, and I fixed my tub off of Google. This man had never flown a plane before, and the help he was getting was from someone who Googled photos of the Cessna cockpit and then, from there,
3: told him what to do. I think it's pretty gangster stuff, and they don't. That's disclo- amazing. They don't disclose the kid's name or age in the article, correct? No, but I want to. I want to talk to him. I want him to, to be on the show. Yeah, he's got to be a regular. That's a bad man. That's a bad, bad ass dude. <laughs> Your tub is pretty life or death though. I mean, we did.
1: It it, it would not shut
3: off, and our water bill was going to be through the roof unless we figure
1: this out. What a badass. That was life or death. I mean, I felt great. My hands were dirty. It felt awesome. It was good. I got a little grimy in there. You're sweaty. Yeah, I was sweaty, and it required some strength. Like, it was good. This Uh, guy, but, but this literally, literally, this man landed a plane because someone back in air traffic control Googled how to land a
3: Cessna. I mean... <laughs> what in the hell? I mean, it, it is pretty cool, though, right? Because Hunter mentioned that you have more than one guy in your ear, so you got twelve, right? You probably have almost some guy who's like a, serving as a therapist, like, "Hey, calm down, buddy." You got oh, I'm guy, sure that's part of it. You like, breathe,
0: the, breathe, breathe. Yeah,
3: you got, the, which wouldn't go well with me or you. We'd be flipping out. There'd oh, be I'd, be like, oh me. I'd be sitting in my own I, pile of poop.
1: I just, I just be like, it, 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 it would. Be, what was the the Harrison Ford Air Force One, where I would just be expecting a plane to pull up alongside mine or I can uh, just like be rescued and brought into the other plane. That was that would be the angle that I attempt to take. But that's amazing. That is truly truly incredible. I I can't wait to find out who this guy is. I hope that this guy makes himself public at some point and I'd like to have him on the show because I'd like to learn how you become a badass like the guy who landed a plane, and uh, the pilot, who is passed out, he just, no problem. This dude, I don't know if he's alive or dead, and I just landed the plane. And, by the way, I just landed the plane because they Googled how to land a Cessna. So that is awesome. That is completely awesome. I love it. Uh 760 3776 What do we have here, Stone?
3: <laughs> we, okay, so Dave just brought in the audio from the kid. Oh, Dave MacGyver a- Druda. And the air traffic control, they're back and forth. Oh this is the this is the back
1: and forth between the air traffic controller and the pilot the the pilot who had no idea how to fly a plane.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's right. 33 seconds and okay. it's not that clear of audio but it is Let's the audio. It. Let's hear it.
2: I've got a serious situation here by pilot John uh, the air, No idea how to fly the airplane. Uh, roger, what's your
4: position? I have no idea. I see of Florida in front of me and I've no idea. Try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for me. Yeah, I think about just sitting right now at 550 feet a minute. Maintain wings level and uh, just try to follow the coast, either north or southbound. We're trying to locate you.
3: Man, they did a great job.
0: Did you say the passengers landed the airplane? That's correct. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, yep. great job. <laughs> no flying experience.
1: That's
3: amazing. <laughs> that pilot, oh my gosh. I just. But he, That dude he, was calm. Wait, he got instruction way too quick. He was like, "Hey, keep the wings level. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not where you start with me." Yeah, tell me what to do. Where? I'm sitting in the chair. What do I do? Like, t- wings
1: level. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> right. I, like, it would have been better if the air traffic controller was, "Okay, good. Don't touch anything." Yes. And he was all, "Start with me. Talk to me like I'm in preschool." We, we can replay it. He also
3: starts super calm. Like, "Hey, I have no experience," and and he's unconscious. Like, he doesn't even say, "Hey, I'm I'm on the plane. I'm out. like, no screaming, no nothing." He's all three C's, baby.
1: That man is a hero, dude. That man <laughs> is an absolute hero. When we return, J.J. Rennick, I think he got this one wrong, Stone. I think so. But he ate it. He stoned the Bannowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVecca Live on ESPN 106.3.
1: I just read one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in
0: my life. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Sam
3: Howell
0: is a weird, weird dude. I'll explain
1: in just a second. I'm still, I'm still flustered by the dude who landed the plane with his pilot passed out. Flustered and jealous. I am a little jealous, but I also would not have lived to tell the tale. So it's better if it was him. <laughs> Could you? And this is this for me. Like, this is why I don't like to get on small planes. Would flying a PJ be awesome? Would having a PJ be awesome? Would getting the Cessna treatment would that be great? Absolutely. But I guess I'm just a commercial airliner guy. There's, there's less chance of me having to, to 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 swap in for the pilot. There's 120 other people that maybe could give it a go before me in a similar situation.
3: I would tell them and a in, co-pilot. I would tell them in the headset when I landed. You guys better bring cameras out here. I need a pair of aviators. Like you guys better get me getting <laughs> off this damn plane.
1: I like that. That's your priority. I need TV cameras and aviators uh, stat.
3: Stat and I'd be dragging my nether regions <laughs> up and down
1: that the entire airway. Oh man, I like, get
3: out of my way!
1: Oh, get out of my way! I gotta let these swing a little bit. <laughs> oh man, that is good, good, good stuff. You know what else is good stuff when when someone is, is dreadfully wrong and then owns it? We've all done it, you and I have been wrong on the show a ton, and but, I like to think we own it. We might be a little cocky sometimes, but I'd like to think we own it, JJ Reddick was on first take on Monday, and J.J. Reddick, who has been very pro-heat, has been very much on the heat bandwagon, has been very much a proponent of heat culture, uh, he, he jumped off the, the ship. He, he, he jumped ship. He, he got on the plank, and he said, I'm thrusting myself into the Atlantic Ocean, and I am done. Uh, I am not going down with this Heat ship. This is what he said on first take on Monday after the Heat game four loss.
0: of all of that. All right, we got a best of three series now. Who do you like and why? Well, I hate doing this. I hate doing this. You know, I I had picked the Heat prior to the series. I, I'd expected them to uh, make the conference finals. Uh, It just feels like the 76ers right now have the better team with three games to go. And a lot of that is because of their supporting cast. Tyrese Maxey is averaging 22 a game in the playoffs on 50-40-90 shooting. Tobias Harris, who's now the fourth option for the 76ers, is averaging 18-8. And And so much of this series has swung on three-point shooting. The 76ers really struggled in Miami in those two games. They come back to Philadelphia as a team. They hit 32 of 66 threes, and Miami goes 14 of 65 from three. So, you know, again, the the rest of this series will be heavily dependent on those role players and uh, three-point shooting.
1: Well, uh, last night the uh, 76ers shot nine of 32 from three. Looks like they were back to games one and two, 76ers from beyond the arc. And all oh, the role players, let's break that down, shall we? Uh, the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey, minus 25 on the stat sheet. Tobias Harris, minus 27. Bad night? When you're having to rely on Niang to give you anything, Reed to give you a ton, that's a problem. Ni- George Niang. So let's, let's, um, let's talk about role players, shall we? Because the role players for the Heat, Including one role player for the Heat, Max Strus has the best plus minus in the postseason. Yeah,
3: you asked early in the show, right? Who was the difference maker? And if you asked me, it was going to be Max Strus. Yeah, like him hitting the shots early. Yeah, like as a bench, when you're when you're bench players, right? And somebody's not that much better than you, and he's kind of on the same level, and but obviously you're you're supporting him. And when he hits his shots early, that gets you going, and like then you're confident it, coming into the game. Now. When it's when it's time for Max Strus to head to the bench, then you bring in Tyler
1: Hero or Victor Oladipo. Or yeah. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches. J.J. Reddick, by the way, he owned it. He owned it. He tweeted a gif. I've made a huge mistake (laughs) from Arrested Development. So at least he owned it. J.J., we forgive you. I know we said Monday that we wouldn't let him back on the ship. We would stand on the sides with swords and poke him down into the water if he tried to climb the side of the ship. But you know what? Here's a roll platter, J.J., Welcome board. Yeah,
3: he, welcome he, back. He'll definitely earn it, but he has to earn it. He's got to.
1: He's earn got to. He's going he, to have to sleep with the uh, with the hard tack and the rats for a little bit, just to just to realize the error of his ways. But soon enough, he'll be able to get back to a bedroom suite on our on our on our ship.
3: And he's been there before, playing for the Philadelphia
1: mm-hmm. 76ers, mm-hmm. right? He knows how to survive. It. I trust him. He understands. He gets it. He absolutely does. Um, this caught my attention during the break. Okay. And it it's disturbing. It is bothering me, in fact, because I don't think that I've heard anybody say this before. New Washington Commanders quarterback Sam Howell was talking to the Athletic, and he had the following quote. "Chicken is the only meat that I eat. I've never had a steak." End quote. Okay. Sam Howell Is saying that chicken is the only meat that he consumes. He hasn't eaten steak. I'm assuming if you haven't eaten steak, you probably haven't eaten pork. I'm assuming that maybe he's tried beef, but that he no longer eats beef. Because I would argue beef is probably the second most popular meat behind chicken. But we have a sole
3: chicken eater. Sam Howell only eats chicken. Now, this is the biggest failure in, in a dad's life that I've ever seen. Like, oh,
1: you're, so you're blaming it on Mr.
3: Howell. I am. Before we
1: do that, can we just make sure that Sam Howell's dad is still alive? Uh, you know,
3: I was going to prefix that. I, I was going to do that uh-huh. at first, but I, uh-huh. I, I didn't go out on a Here, limb there. You keep making your point, and I'm just going to look up and make sure Sam Howell's dad is still alive. Like, okay? What kind of quality of life do you have right? if you haven't been like rewarded? Great baseball game, Sonny. When you when you're when you're nine years old, right? Uh And you get a steak from Outback. Like Mm -hmm. like those are core memories of mine. Yeah. Like when you do something right, the reward when you're younger is you're gonna get a steak, kid. Like you just earned yourself a steak dinner. Even playing college ball. Like he was like, hey, if you go out and and toss four touchdowns, you know I'm not legally allowed to do this, but it's a steak dinner. And I got a few of those. You had quite an upbringing because uh, for, for Greg Levicka, I never got a steak dinner
1: as a reward. Uh, by the way, it looks like Sam Howell's dad is still alive. I think we can confirm that he is uh, he's still alive, so that's good. Uh, so, so for me, it was ice cream. It was ice cream. It was a, like a snack. I never got a steak dinner, but I see your point because i would argue that at least it is the father's job and you're you are equating in a very sexist way meat eating to uh, like a man yeah. plenty of women like meat but that's fine i'll let it pass um but chicken can you imagine that chicken is the only meat that you you delve into I, I, chicken is the only place that you go to from a consumption standpoint it it i like chicken i eat a ton of chicken i like do. that protein cuz i'm getting that jamaica bod and i'm getting that thing ripped up right okay all right, so I know the value of chicken, but I also love a steak.
3: I love pork. I, I love bacon. So, I love beef. So I pulled the article up, and, and I think you left something out. That okay. He's, he's also never eaten a burger. Oh, so he is no beef. Mm. Never eaten a burger. That is ghastly. A burger. Oh, my God. I had a so, burger when I was probably four. This
1: is Sam Howell has helped us stumble on what I think is a very important question. And we try not to judge on this show, but I think there are judgments that can be made off of this question about somebody. If you could only eat one type of meat ooh, for the rest of your days, what would it be? Because it wouldn't be chicken for me. Hell no. And honestly, I think in a little bit of an upset, I'd go pork. Because pork's there's, got that bacon. And there's more to do with it. Pork's got that ribs. Pork's got those chops. I hear you. Yeah. It's a steak for me. Steak for you? Yeah. Didn't you sit down to dinner in front of people that you work
3: with here at ESPN in West Palm and eat five steaks? I did. No, I mean, I was made fun of because... It's like five steaks. P- post college football, I, I, my diet hasn't been really sharp, and you know I'm not as active. <laughs> hasn't been on point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as active as I was when I was waking up at five in the morning uh-huh. in, in the weight room every day of my life for five years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I did talk about my dinner on Josh Cohen and the Home Team, and it's pretty embarrassing because I eat way too much and I can't stop. But you love steak. But I love. Uh, but you steak. love
1: the full array of meat. And and by the way, are we counting? Are we counting? Uh, are, are we? Are we counting seafood? In this, uh, no doubt, it, it, we have to. Seafood's meat, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because I would argue that maybe tuna hmm, brings us back to yesterday. Tuna's right up there. I like myself some good sushi, raw tuna. It, but pork, pork's the most versatile
3: of the meats, I think. What would be your hibachi? What were your two? Right, you do a combo. The hibachi combo for me, it's steak and shrimp. So I have to throw seafood in there. Ooh, that's pretty good. But for a lot of people, it's the Rocky's choice, right? It's just the steak and chicken. <laughs> the class, the dad, the dad order.
1: Oh, God. If you could only eat one type of meat, not that one. If you could only eat one type of meat for the rest of your days, what would it be? This off of Sam Howell saying he's only eaten chicken in his life. Chicken. And I I bet there's no spices there.
3: There has to be. He's just boiling
1: it and eating it.
3: He's 22 years old. He's probably eating 70 different styled chicken. I doubt it. You have to. I doubt it. I bet he's going full boil and just eating as
1: bland as possible. He's just numb to it. Sam Howell strikes me as a blind chicken guy. He's just syringing it into his mouth. Just get it in however it gets in. If you could only eat one type of meat for the rest of your days, what would it be? I say pork. I think pork can go any variety of ways. And if you're a ribs and bacon guy like I am, pork's the way to go. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us, at KLV1063. This is far and away the most important discussion we're ever going to have on this show. If you could only eat one type of meat for the rest of your days, what would it be? I say pork. Well, I love chicken like Sam Howell does. I, unlike Sam Howell, understand there are better meats than chicken. 888-760-3776, 888 7603776 3776. Stone the Bannowitz, by the way is going with beef. I'm assuming beef since you're a big steak guy. Like that's your that's your deal. Yeah. What's yep. the, what's the like what type of steak are we talking here?
3: I'm a, uh, I am do not think I'm too bougie. I'll do a good fillet. Okay. I've never really ventured I don't yeah, into, in, into the tomahawk realm or anything like that or a strip is not enough meat for me. Yeah, that I agree. I think fillet is definitely the way to go. I think fillet fillet is is typically where I
1: would go with that. I don't like New York strip. There's not enough. No, there's not enough of it. I need if I'm going to get a stick, I need I need meat.
3: Yeah, I, I need and meat. I and I need 5 of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need 5 of them says Stone Banowitz. If you could have only one type of meat for the rest of your days, what would it be? Cuz Sam Howell, he only eats chicken. 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You know I and
3: mean, I can't wait for it, that his rookie hazing is going to be four burgers and five steaks lined up in that locker room, and he won't be able to leave until he eats every so single one of them. he's never eaten a burger. That means when he went to like McDonald's as a kid, it was chicken nuggets. Right. Or, or when he comes on his official visit, right, to the, and the coaches bring him to a hibachi dinner. Right. He's the guy over there with just vegetables and chicken. And that's fine. I'm fine with clean eating, but it, no point in his life. Did he venture into steak
1: world or beef world?
3: I don't get it, man. He will be hazed. I, I can't I wait.
1: I don't get that, weird. Something's wrong with Sam. I feel like something's wrong with Sam Howell. That's <laughs> almost, if he would have disclosed that in the draft process, to me, that's a red flag where the commander should have stayed away.
3: I mean, that's a good call because when he's sitting down with head coaches and the GMs for their meetings, it's like, oh, I only eat chicken. And you get, you just kind of stare at him for like five seconds. Right. Like, no, excuse me? Oh, you, you only eat chicken now? Oh, no, I've never had a burger. And you look to the quarterback coach. Give a little throat slap.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna. He's out. That's that's gonna do it for him. <laughs> if you could only eat one type of meat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Hey. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offered is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho care. He's Stone Labanowitz. He's Team Beef. I'm Ken Levick. I'm Team Pork. We're live on ESPN
0: 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. That you are. And we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. So as a reward, when you were playing sports as a kid, you would get brought for a steak dinner. Oh yeah.
3: Plenty that of times. Rules. Plenty of times. And and I'd be lying if if I said I was in fourth grade not thinking about it up at the plate. Like when I would go to bat. Like I, <laughs> I wanted I wanted that triple uh-huh. or I wanted to hit that thing out of that 200, 200 uh, you know, foot park. So it was—it was on my mind. My dad knew what he was doing. Get that dub, get that beef, for sure. Man, and, right. and, and I'm not lying when I tell you that coaches would bring us out to state. They're not allowed to. It, it was pretty illegal, but it was like, hey, like if, if you want to go college, yeah, if you want to go for 100, uh, 150 yards on the ground and you scored twice, oh yeah, we'll go to we'll go to the steakhouse right here. Or at least I'll I'll order it, and you go pick it up for takeout. I I can't be seen there with you. Stone Levanowitz. It's just exposing him.
1: Former quarterback star, South Fork, Southern Illinois, revealing violations (laughs) at Southern Illinois. (laughs) But that man loves a steak dinner. That was his reward. I got one. As a young athlete, that rules. If you could only eat one type of meat for the rest of your life, what would it be? I say pork. Stone's going with beef. Sam Howell says he never had beef, never had pork, never had nothing eats chicken and only chicken again if the commanders knew that before the draft i doubt he's in washington what is the one meat you would eat for the rest of your days 888-760-3776 3776 i know that there is only one dealership that'll i go to the rest of my days and that's greenway Kia, west palm beach military trail half a mile south of palm beach international airport if i would have known that that dude was piloting that plane and landed at PBI after never flying a plane before, I would have told him, hey, just pop over to Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Get yourself something nice. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. You're going to get the best service with a credit clinic on site. So if your credit is bad, it's okay. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Great selection. Looking out for you. Service any vehicle. I did it last week. My car is running flawlessly. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach dot com on social media at klv 1063 we ask if you could only eat one type of meat for the rest of your days what would it be captain murica says if you select say sausage would it have to be a certain type or would that encompass the link patty ground variety and the nuance of many different flavorings that is a great
3: question but an
1: easy answer i think that you have to get a little bit specific with your sausage because there's breakfast sausage there's, and I'm talking about old tubed meats here, there's bratwurst, there's Italian sausage, chorizo. there's hot dogs, there's Vienna-style hot dogs, there's chorizo, exactly. So it needs to be pretty particular, I think. I may be even going a little bit broad, but it's still, I go with pork, because if I'm going to eat sausage, generally,
3: pork sausage is the way I go. Mm. Okay? I guess. Yeah. But I don't think it is Italian sausage, if you're going chicken, primarily pork. If you're going chicken, there's, you know, a hundred different ways. You have rotisserie, you, 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 whatever it is, fried, grilled, anyway. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. And
3: sausage isn't a
1: type of meat, per se. The type of meat we're looking for is what the base meat is. Yeah. Right? Like the base meat at its core. Uh, Steve Sveckis says lobster. Now, that's
3: interesting and bougie. Yeah, that's doing too much. I think after a week, <laughs> doing too much. A week or two after just eating straight lobster, I'd be really tired of
1: it. Yeah. yeah, maybe not. I didn't realize that lobsters are like the the garbage dumpsters of the sea. I mean, I, I never did. They're 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 sort of like grimy. Like they're they're it's probably they, why you can they they only
3: eat, eat the tail. They are like eat waste.
1: <laughs> it's not great. But I, I love myself a good so- uh, lobster. But I agree with you. After a week of lobster. Probably out I'm out on that for a little bit. Uh, Chad Cope says, pork. I can bake it, fry it, slice it, thin for bacon, on the bone, off the bone, pulled pork. I think it's the most versatile. That's a man response right there. That's a man who sounds like he's making his own meat right there at his home. <laughs> I respect that. I definitely respect that. Uh, am I being too hard? Am I being too hard on on our boy in Washington? No, you're not. He deserves it. Right. He's on an island all by himself. Again, I love chicken as much as the next person. Certainly not as much, apparently, as Sam Howell. But I need a little variety in my life. That'll do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5. She'll be in with uh, Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken LeVick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Goodbye now.